the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. And a good morning, everybody, on this Tuesday, the 23rd day of January 2024. Uh, all these dates that we've anticipated for so very, very long, by the time we got to the Iowa caucus date, it's like, oh, okay, That's, uh, the, the polls say what they say, and a bunch of them do. And you know, the whole there's the dirty little secret about polls. Most of them are pretty accurate. Some are famously not, and some are treacherously uh, designed to elicit a certain response. But if you got a bunch of polls from a bunch of people that all show the same thing, That's a trend. That's where you're probably headed. That certainly wound up being the case in Iowa, where Donald Trump trounced both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. What's the difference between Haley and DeSantis? DeSantis had the wisdom to get out. <laughs> I under listen, I, I don't blister people too much for, for you know staying beyond their 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 sell by date. But um it, it, especially when there are lessons that would be valuable to hear. Uh the lesson that may, may uh happen when the returns come in tonight. Uh, are that uh, that Nikki Haley, as a Trump alternative, falls far, far short in a party that still bears Trump's indelible stamp. And moving forward, even into her own state of South Carolina a long month from now, so we'll need to hear her prattle at various uh, locations there in the Palmetto State about, oh, everybody wants an alternative. Oh, everybody wants a, you know, a new generation of leadership. And listen, some people do. Some people do. Totally get it. But the marketplace right now is for Trump and all 77 of his years and all the mean tweets and all the occasional wheels off comments because you know what you get with Trump? Policies conservatives want. You know what you get with Trump? Normalcy. That's the weirdest thing in the world. I know. It's one of my favorite points because it makes everybody go, what? Uh, that, that Trump, the most abnormal of candidates, is a, a, a vote for normalcy normalcy on the borders where it's normal to have one and boy did you catch the supreme court yesterday shame again on chief justice john roberts a moment of shame sadly on amy coney barrett joining with the court's left wing to tell the biden administration that you guys can come in and take shears and snippers to cut down the razor wire that the state of Texas has established on the portion of its border that we wanted to protect. The Biden White House is at war with Texas as we seek to protect our state. I know they are one and the same. The footprint is the same. The Texas-Mexico border is a national border, to be sure. It's also a state border. 
If the president of the United States or whoever's running the country has consciously decided not to protect us against waves of incoming immigrants containing who knows how much fentanyl, who knows how many terrorists, who knows how many uh, transnational gangs, as well as just hordes of people who are going to play, uh, further tax our social structure in our schools, that if the federal government is not going to do anything, and that's what led Governor Abbott, thank you very much, to say, look, at this particular park in Eagle Pass, we're going to cordon this off and we're going <laughs> we're not going to let people in. You know, you, Washington, the feds, you can do whatever you want. We're going to protect our state. And the federal government said, well, it's a national border. It's our business. You don't get to do that. And we'd like to cut down the razor wire that is impeding the progress of all these illegals who we actively want to invade America. That wasn't exactly the language of their legal briefs, but that is how they feel. And why? Because they want waves upon waves upon waves upon waves of illegals to come in and disappear into the fabric of America so that they can be ultimately normalized, naturalized, legalized, and then um, energized for decades of grateful Democrat voting. So there you are. That's what the border is about in one two-minute rant. Uh, the rant today, and there was a pretty good one offered last night on Hannity by Ted Cruz, who was on. It was due to be on Hannity anyway, in, in anticipation of New Hampshire today. But it gave uh, Sean the opportunity to ask Ted what he thought about the Supreme Court five to four. Thank you, Chief Justice Roberts. Thank you, and by that I mean no thanks to Amy Coney Barrett, who has lost her way on this ruling. Siding with now, listen, it not, it, Supreme Court rulings, by the way, should not be who you want to win. So, I need to revisit why I never wanted the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade because I'm pro life. I don't want the Supreme Court dancing to my political tune or doing my political bidding. Roe v. Wade needed to be overturned because it was unconstitutional on its face, objectively speaking. So in this particular case, can a state do things to protect itself when the federal government will not? Of course we can. Of course we can. Ah! But not in the America envisioned by Amy Coney Barrett, Trump appointee. They don't always do what you think they're going to do. And Chief Justice John Roberts, who loses his way far too often. So that's what gives you 5-4 in favor of the Biden White House to come at the razor wire and cut it. Thoughts on that from you, 866-660-5759. We'll hear Ted Cruz weigh in here in just a bit. Um, so the normals, it is the normalcy vote. It is. How in the world can Trump, who's just a white-knuckle ride every day, uh, how, how is he the normalcy candidate? Because of the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters, it is why he is loved. It is why he is hated. Policies, the things he actually did as president and the things that he will actually do again. And people talk about, ooh, Trump shatters norms. Trump doesn't respect norms. Maybe behaviorally, maybe social media-wise, but if there's anybody that is crushing norms and leaving them by the roadside, it's today's Democrat Party. How many genders are there? Ah, there goes that norm. Does America need a border? Whoa, there goes that norm. Should graphic sexual stuff be on the libraries of your your school kids' bookshelf? There goes that norm. Should crime be punished? there, There goes that norm. The Trump presidency will signal a return to 
norms on all of those issues and more. And that's why, as my buddy Mike Gallagher might say, I like our chances. So many miles to go, though, before we see exactly what happens on November. What is it? November 5th? I should know that. <laughs> yeah, November 5th. Um, so, you know, who's even going to be the Democrat nominee? I have a great joy, the wonderful joy of speaking to the Park City's Republican women last night. And they meet over at uh, on, on Park Lane right by North Park at a wonderful place, the Museum of Biblical Art. So, boy, just get into that building anytime, especially when there's a meeting of the Park City's Republican women. And met a bunch of people, a bunch of folks running for a bunch of stuff. So, you know, the, they they all had the fire in the belly. And I must have rattled on for, speaking of prattling, <laughs> I, I, they said, well, let's finish, let's fill about 30 minutes and we'll do some Q&A. I clearly went almost an hour. I didn't drive away too many people. <laughs> and after I said, was that okay? Did I run too long? I mean, no commercial breaks. I mean, I kind of go crazy. But we covered everything, Presidentially, congressionally, legislatively, all manner of things, kind of like we do here on this little broadcast every day, where uh, our federal uh, election news involves New Hampshire. Our statewide news involves uh, the, the state of Texas snubbed in the Supreme Court in an attempt to protect our turf. And our local legislative news extends to a court hearing in Denton County yesterday involving the continuing back and forth over Senate District 30, which is where uh, Drew Springer is coming out and some folks want to come in. And sort of your instant perceived front runner was the former Denton County Chair Brent Hagenboo, endorsed by Governor Abbott, by Lieutenant Governor Patrick, by former Governor Perry. Wow, that's 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 a hill to climb. Yeah, but his opponents say, hey, dude, you don't live in the district. And by the way, he doesn't. Uh, wait for it. Wait for it. His house is in Tan Parker's. By the way, Tan Parker was there last night. He's their speaker next month. Go here, Tan. He's always awesome. He's in uh, Senate District 12, where Brent actually lives. But if you can establish a residency, air quotes, by sort of signaling a corner of some office space that you use as livable, if you can legally do that, then okay. I mean, so is it a technicality? Sure, but law is filled with technicalities. As I say, if you pull me over for 57 and a 55, it's a technicality. Uh, if I'm doing 54, then I'm on the right side of the law by a technicality. Law is filled with technicalities and and boundaries and rules. And if Brent is within those rules, then it's time for all of this to just stop and have everybody running against him, Carrie Demore, Jace Yarbrough, Cody Clark, have them run against him on actual issues. Um, for the moment, though, and I, let me hang on. So I've reached out to everybody. Uh, 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 Carrie actually asked, you want me to come on and talk about this? Sure. Uh, and then I reached out to Alan Blakemore, who is Brent's guy, and said, do you want to come on, either you or Brent, and talk about it? Because here's how yesterday panned out in Denton County Court. Uh, Carrie Demore wanted uh, Brent thrown off the ballot and, uh, and 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 denied the right to camp not the right well and and barred from campaigning like if you're if your very presence on the ballot is in question should you be able to campaign well that's a yes i mean you don't pre preemptively put in the chilling effect and tell Brent that he can't campaign. So Kerry wanted him thrown off the ballot and, and no to campaigning and that lost Brent wanted the whole thing thrown out, and that lost. So nobody got what they wanted from the court yesterday. So the, the race continues. Everybody's running. And uh, at some point pretty soon, 
we're probably going to, well, this residency thing for Brent will get resolved one way or to other. Uh, either it'll be ruled, hey, dude, you don't live in the, you didn't establish sufficient residency in the district, and then Brent will be done. A challenge in Tarrant County to that effect failed. Don't know if this one's going to succeed either, but, you know, but it, but that, that can got kicked down the road in court yesterday. So, so there's just a wide variety of, uh, of, of places where we are. And, and, um, I'm writing a piece for Newsweek as I do every couple of weeks. And, uh, I wrote it last night, in fact, in anticipation of New Hampshire. Um, the, they, their point, it's kind of funny. I do, there's a thing they do on at newsweek.com the opinion section called the daily debate. And I've been a part of that a bunch. I enjoy it where somebody on the left says something, somebody on the right says something is basically in their, you know, imprint on your laptop screen debate right in front of your face. This was interesting because it wasn't really ideological there. there the point they wanted to ask me about was in view of the fact that Trump had it wrapped up essentially before anybody voted anywhere. I mean, you knew going into Iowa, the way this was going to go. And now you really know it. The point was, has it all kind of been a waste of time? All this attention, all this anticipation, haven't we all kind of been gaslit? And I said, no, uh, that is, that is way too cynical. And I'm a fan of cynicism when it's well-placed. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, I think it's been pretty darned instructive. It, and you know what I may do? Don't do this often. I may share that column today before it even posts. <laughs> you get to hear it first before you even see it. My point being is that there were indeed value. There have been and will continue to be valuable lessons of this mini primary campaign. We've learned about the power of Trump. We have learned uh, about the party that, that that is broadly, energetically, boldly populist conservative, meaning there's a lot of love for Trump and a lot of respect for DeSantis. But that did not translate to wanting him to be president right now. And we've learned that the party's uh, centrist, moderate, globalist establishment wing does exist. And that they found their candidate, that's Nikki Haley, but there aren't enough of those people for her to have a prayer. We've learned all of these things. And then I said that there are two things that lie ahead, some lessons that this primary season could yield moving forward. One is that Governor DeSantis, bless his heart, this was not his time, but his time may indeed come. So many people are issuing these clumsy critiques of how bad the DeSantis campaign was. There was nothing seriously wrong with the DeSantis campaign. It was just running into a brick wall named Donald Trump. That is it. That is it. He remains in thoroughly good stead to be an instant frontrunner in 2028. The other thing that will marinate for a much shorter amount of time, that's between now and November, is if we do indeed get Trump and Biden, shoot, if we get Trump and anybody, whoever the Democrat Party coughs up, if they sideline him, the lesson that will be taught, if there are people with the eyes to see it, is that the power of Trump's tormentors in courtrooms, on cable news anchor desks, in the culture, in the media, in DA's offices, in special prosecutors' caves, that all of those people, all of those Trump haters, that their perceived power pales alongside the power of millions of voters saying, you will not tell us whom we can vote for. That's power. This is the year of exerting that power. And by the way, that was another big problem for DeSantis. He brought all the right policies in a younger package. He can serve two terms. He's right about all those things. 
But the hunger in today's Republican Party is not just to get Trump policies back, but to get him back, even with only one term and even in his upper 70s. Because when we get him back, the message gets delivered, special delivery right into the gut of every Trump-hating jackal and weasel and prosecutor and media pundit. Make them cry again, 2024. Let's pause. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we protect the unborn, we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. We follow you, Lord. We know we can get through anything, and we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. Sometimes during a show opening rant, knowing that the prayer lies next, I want to get a hold of people maybe listening for the first time, third time, fifth time, brand new listeners, saying essentially, yeah, Mark, uh, the thing about uh, treating others as we would want to be treated, uh, didn't you just call some people jackals and weasels? (laughs) Yes, I did. Here's the point to be made about that. Um, Jesus was not meek, and neither am I. Um, But point being, I'm never for no reason going to go off on somebody. Just about everybody that I have rhetorically decided to get really sharp uh, about, uh, they started it. If people are trying to destroy my country, I'm fighting back. If people are trying to you know, destroy women's sports and the definition of male and female, I'm fighting back. People are trying to advocate uh, an invasion at our border, I'm fighting back. People are, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if I'm really going after somebody, just always know I didn't start it. 724. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready to rock? The great Robin Zander out front of Cheap Trick. Would you like to do a number with me? Cover a number of topics with me. Would you like to? Would you like to? That is, I can play that whole thing. Doggone it, they're so good. And yesterday I misspoke for 10 seconds because there's a huge tour coming this summer that is Journey and Def Leppard and either Cheap Trick or Steve Miller in the third bill there. And I thought we had Cheap Trick, which would have been awesome. But this this is awesome too. We get Steve Miller, uh, I think in August at Globe Life. You know what you get in a couple minutes? You get Mike Gallagher and me slinging hot topics here on New Hampshire Day. Let's do it. Let's hop into the newsroom on the way to that. Nikki Whaley is there. Mark Davis, 731. You're walking along a street or you're at a party or else you're alone and then you suddenly dig. This is 1962. It's the Ed Sullivan Show. And a woman who is 91 today, a lot of uh, stage credits to her credit. 
God, see, who is this? See, this got me stumped on seems this. Seems like every well, it's kind of a sideways thing because I couldn't find anything. I was going to go to the actual soundtrack. She was Anita in 1957, West Side Story. The, is that Cheetah Rivera? The great cheat. Look at that. He, yes, yes, for the win. That is Cheetah Rivera <laughs> wow, on the Ed Sullivan Show like in 1962 doing wow. this could be the start of something big, which struck me wow. as an appropriate record today. She is 91. Boy, she and wow. Rita Moreno and these people just knocking on the door of 100. God love them, man. That's fantastic. I got a personal story on Rita Moreno. Stop <laughs> Rita, Rita I Have I told you this story? I don't know. My pal Sally Struthers, who I've known for years, yeah. co-starred with Rita Marina on Broad Rita Marino on Broadway yeah. in the female version of The Odd Couple. Yes. Spoiler alert: They did not get along. <laughs> They did not like each other. So listen. So list of people who don't want anything to do with Sally. Rob Reiner. <laughs> what did you see them on the t- and the yes. Emmy Awards? They were like twenty feet away from each I other. I needed a wider thing. screen TV to accommodate both of them on that crazy <laughs> but, set. But not for uh, her. She's lost a lot of weight. Did yep. you notice? She's no, looking pretty good. She's I didn't mean no, really I didn't, well. the widescreen reference was to how far apart they were standing. I know, no, but I mean, she's doing, a fat she's joke. Doing great. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. But I want to. I want to apologize to you. I, I owe you an apology. I've been thinking about yesterday's hit, and I was not very gracious with you yesterday. Oh, dude, it's and nothing I, but fun. And you were, but you were, you were classy and gracious. I was kind of. I was kind of being smarmy and saying, hey, you you got on me when I said DeSantis should ju- drop out of the race and endorse Trump, and you didn't like the idea at the time. That was a while ago, and I was trying to bring that up, and it was it was very ungracious of me, and I apologize. Who got, I a, really mean who it. got a hold of you? Did you go back and listen to no, it or something? I or? just listened to it. I felt no, bad about well, it. I was stop listening home, to it. <laughs> take, take thought, it nah. embrace, embrace it in the moment, because, no, you know, you know, no. because you know what my reaction was to it, as you just kicked me in the nuts 15 times for a view that I was totally entitled to have a couple of months ago? I thought, this is awesome radio, and I love my buddy, and this well, needs to be on the table at any this time. Segment, please, it, please, it, please, It means so much to me, but our friendship <laughs> is so important to me, and you have been so terrific over over the, I mean, I, I just love this, and I love you, and I love, I'm excited about coming to, te- to Texas for Super Tuesday, and hopefully you and I will put something together uh, on air and, and, and off, and I just, I just didn't feel great about it. So anyway, thanks for letting me get that off of my chest. Now, so I love how we fought for um, Amy Coney Barrett no. to be on the Supreme Court, yeah, and she and that? John Roberts stab the country in the, in the yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the invasion goes on. I love what Tucker Carlson had to say about all of this. He posted on, I think it was on X. Yes. He said, so it's unanimous. Yep. Everyone in power, from the White House to the hedge fund managers to the Supreme Court of the United States, has decided to destroy the country by mm-hmm. allowing it to be invaded. Right. That leaves the population to defend itself. Uh-huh. Where are the men of Texas? Uh-huh. Why aren't they protecting their state and the nation? And what exactly I- is your boy advocating there? Well, maybe it's the same thing that your state representative there, this Republican congressman, rather, Representative Clay Higgins from Louisiana is advocating. He accused Biden's administration of staging a civil war yesterday and called on Texas to stand their ground over the border. A lot of people are saying this, Mark. I agree with that. A lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of Texas friends who said the exact same thing yeah, to me I, yesterday. I, I, I totally identify with the spirit. But first of all, the first thing I want to do is, is stand up for Texas women who, who would be just as willing to probably do what's necessary to protect our state as any of the, of the good men we have here. Right. right. Uh, I mean, here, you know, here's the text I got go uh, from a friend of mine in Texas. The Texas National Guard needs to... Uh, stand it, stand its ground, and if they start cutting the wire, now this is a somebody I, I, know, know. I know. The guard needs to fire on the feds if they start mm, doing that's so. That's healthy. Well, we 
Let's, can't be having that. I, but, having I, that. I know, but you know what else we can't have? We can't have Supreme Court justices taking the wrong side. And as I said in my earlier rant, and Mike and I will you know, walk in lockstep on this, we don't take sides in the Supreme Court because we need them to stoke our political side. We like strong borders. I don't need the Supreme Court to like strong borders. I need the Supreme Court to rule correctly when Texas does something we have every right to do, and that's protect our border against an invasion. I mean, Texas has a constitutional authority to protect itself. Texas has a constitutional authority to secure the southern border. And the Supreme Court seems to be stripping that away from Texas, saying the feds, who clearly want an open border, who clearly don't want border security, yep. that they take precedence. I don't understand the thinking. What? What? Now, well, I understand. I, I'm not gonna, I want to be sexist here, but all the women no. on the Supreme Court <laughs> voted this way. Do you realize that? Yes, well. Well, and John Roberts. <laughs> Exactly right. He's in. Uh, but I mean, that the, it was the women and Roberts yeah. and five to four, and and th- this is a the this is a diabolical ruling. And again, it's it's supposedly this is a Trump appointee. We went through broken glass to get this sure woman did. on. Would you and like a contrarian view? Would you like here, somebody on the Patriot yes. Mobile text yes. line just a couple of moments ago? Here is the other argument. Let's do this on the fly and see what we think. Uh, Somebody writes, sorry, but I'm okay with the SCOTUS decision. The federal government should get the final say on border protection. Your anger needs to stay with the corrupted leadership in the White House. Think of this in reverse. If Trump wins and builds a big, beautiful wall, the state of California can't just decide, hey, that's not how we want our border fortified and tear the thing down. The SCOTUS decision is more about establishing that, yes, the president gets the final say, even when he's an imbecile. What is your reply? Listen, here we know what this is going to do. This will undoubtedly, as Brandon Judd put it, who's the president of the Border Patrol Council, the, mm-hmm. the, the big union, this is going to undoubtedly encourage more illegal immigration. This means Border Patrol agents are going to be tied up dealing with give-ups rather than going after the criminal elements mm-hmm. that constantly cross our borders illegally. This is a, a, a nightmare. And you're, you're right. It has to be fixed from within. I mean, the one way we get it fixed, of course, is to get the election right, mm-hmm. but also maybe it has to emanate from Congress. Uh, we, we have to but, – but why does Texas – not have a seat at the table, Mark. Of course, because we have part- we have a state to protect. And to the texter's point, and one of the great things you can do in debate is take the other side and say, how would it work if, if this is the case? If Trump does build the big, beautiful wall and California says tear it down, that is California proactively d- 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 undoing something that the government did. Texas is trying to do something that the government has not done, a sin of omission rather than commission. That's the main difference. Uh, if, if Texas wants to do something that the feds are not doing, we have that right. Well, you sure you sure you do. Uh, you know, there's a narrative that keep I keep hearing from callers and listeners and people who respond to all this, and I just saw three texts, three different texts from three different numbers. John Roberts is compromised. Now, that that's a theory that has. I, I don't think he's compromised. Meaning, what, what do they mean by that? Do you think they've got some? They've got something on oh, him, please. or there's some scandal that now do her. What what well, what's the excuse for her? Uh, Amy yeah. Coney Coney Barrett voted with him. Yes, and with the and with the libs. So it's now. But it, here's what worries me deeply. And I posted this yesterday on X, and I'm going to say it to you as well because I think it's important. This is worrisome and troublesome because the Supreme Court is going to be expected to fix a lot of the the uh, the weaponization of the Justice Department mm-hmm. against Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, if this guy winds up getting convicted or incarcerated, we're going to turn to the Supreme Court. Now, if John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett 
have formed this weird leftist alliance with the the stone cold liberals on the court, we're in big. We could be in big trouble. For her, because- it's an event, but for him, it's a pattern. And if there's one thing that scares me more than anything else about Chief Justice John Roberts, it's when he sort of whimpers and cowers rather than rule correctly on things that are a big political hotbed. Guess what? When you put on that that lovely silky black robe, you might have to side with the Constitution in ways that are really sharply divisive. Doesn't matter. Right. No one should care. Do the right thing and let the chips Do fall. Do the right where they thing. May. Enforce the con- enforce the Constitution. And you know the point. The difference between Texas. And the feds on this, Texas, all, all they want to do is enforce the laws that are on the books. <laughs> exactly right. The gentleman's, I mean, I have a gentleman or a lady, talking about, you know, Californians tearing down a wall they don't want. That that would be in violation of, of policy that exists. What we're trying to do is enforce a border policy that exists. Well, meanwhile, tonight in New Hampshire, the voters are going to decide if uh, one of these two people is going to be able to successfully uh, dethrone Joe Biden. Let's look at Nikki Haley for just a moment on the issue of illegal immigration. And I looked this up. A caller called the show yesterday and said, you know, she goes around saying that we shouldn't call illegals criminals. And it's it's true. She does. She did. She doesn't like calling illegals criminals. What are they, Mark? Isn't it a crime? What what I mean, by textbook definition? That's it. Now she doesn't what she doesn't like the sound of it. She doesn't like the tone Does of it. Does it seem She's, harsh? Is it is it cruel? Is that the problem? <laughs> is it mean spirited? You know what's mean spirited? Ten year old girls being raped and trafficked. That's what's cruel. People drowning, swimming across the river, and now no no barbed wire fence, nope. no no border fence, no no no. So, uh, but hey, Nikki Haley's off to a good start. She took all six votes in Dixville. Yes, Notch. I, I meant to mention this. She got one hundred percent of this little precinct in the town of Dixville Notch, which is just fun to say. Uh, they open the doors at midnight. <laughs> sorry, they they open the doors at midnight every New Hampshire primary day, and you know, sometimes it's mixed, sometimes it's not, but. Dixville Dixville Notch is Haley country. Not Here's much of the rest of the state is, though. Are you in a prediction mood? Not really numerical no, prediction. No, but no, no, no. I, well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to stick to what I've been saying all along. Yeah. I think she'll probably do well. Prior to DeSantis dropping out, I've yep. been saying she'll she'll outperform expectations. <laughs> New Hampshire is weird. Our Joey Hudson is there during the show today. We're going to do a lot of get a lot of reports. He's talked to a lot of people there. <laughs> it, it's funny. Joey said this is the weirdest thing. He said, "Now I know I'm a Southerner." But I'm here with a microphone and a camera, and no one wants to talk to me. And I said, yeah, it's New Hampshire. They're kind of quirky, and they don't want to go on camera. He goes, I've never experienced this before. I said, well, look, Trump's got a rally tonight. Head over to the Trump rally. I'll bet you'll find people there. I'll bet you will. It was like... It was it was gold. He said, hey, I found more people willing to go on camera and on mic. And he talked to a whole ton of Trump supporters at the at the Trump rally last night. But but here's what what Joey says is very interesting about the New Hampshire quirkiness. Mm-hmm. They do weird things. They like to be contrarians there. You live free or die. You know, the Granite State. Here's the headline over the Daily Beast. Nikki Haley, how, how Nikki Haley could still win. Can she win tonight? It depends on whether you believe in magic or polls. Back in 2008, everyone thought Barack Obama would beat Hillary in the Granite State. He didn't. That same year, John McCain surprised many by winning New Hampshire's primary. Sometimes the so-called polling experts get egg on their collective faces, and New Hampshire, writes Matt Lewis over the Daily Beast, is the kind of place where the magic 
occasionally happens. These flinty New Englanders yep. are ornery. They want it and so they don't bad. Like to, they, and they don't he's like right. to rubber stamp. They want it and, so bad. Listen, we have buried a little bit of the lead. Have you heard of the Joe Biden AI call, the robocall? No, what? All when? over New all over New Hampshire, people are picking up their, their phones, their message, their voicemail. And I'm writing I'm, him in? No, I'm going to play it right now. No, no, it's weird because it's hard to figure oh, okay. out. It seems to be Joe Biden telling Democrats not to vote today. Now, that's weird because Democrats have nothing going on presidentially. Biden's not on the ballot. He's saving his, keeping his powder dry. And, for and keep in mind, just South for Carolina. the record, they yep. can vote as long as yes. they declared they were undeclared by October, I so think it was 26. Who would not want Democrats to do that? Is it maybe Trump's side that would try to dissuade that Democrat crossover voting? In no way am I saying that Trump is behind this. Or maybe, I mean, I don't know, but, but here's, here's what people are getting on their voicemail. Here you go. It starts out with Biden dropping a malarkey reference or somebody that sounds like him. What a bunch of malarkey. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2 now. I mean, there are two stories there. Number one, who did that? And number two, this AI thing now scares the hell out of me. What uh, You remember 20... the call we got a, a couple months ago from Bill Maher? And, and I'll tell yeah, you what. That, that, was, my t- that one wasn't that no, hard No, no, Mark, you, you, would have thought, you would have been fooled. Eric Hansen is seasoned. This was a guy who used AI. Mm-hmm. It scares the heck out of me, too. Yeah. You know, kids are going to be, elderly people are going to get phone calls from, you know, their grandkids. Yes, I need $10, same, $10, I'm being held hostage or something like that. Yep. When are our voices going to be replicated? Yep. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've seen some Nikki Haley AIs that are actually kind of amusing this I wonder week. if the Mike Gallagher AI will ream me out for no reason. Like <laughs> that, That's what it was. It was AI. That's all it was. It wasn't me. It wasn't me at all. Now you're tonight. You're in front of the Salem News Channel cameras at six p.m. Yep. Eastern, right? Yep, yep, Five yep, p.m. Yep, Central. Yep, a little preview leading into leading into the highlight of the night. That's my buddy Mike Gallagher with some additional lead-in programming. <laughs> we'll be on six to seven Central, and then uh, Andrew Wilkow on after that. So SNC.TV if you haven't downloaded the app. And Mark looks mighty fine on that that big massive. Are, are you going to have the, the 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 van in your driveway like you do for your buddy? No, Chris we've Cuomo? got a studio go upstairs in this building. I might as well use it. They got you coming into the office yes. at night? Holy cow, this must be a big night. This is a big night. This is huge. I only make Cuomo roll the van up into my front yard. <laughs> That's right. For Salem, you're here. That's all right, it. well, we'll know more tomorrow. All right, man, I'm but, ready. Uh, I'm ready. Right, hang in. Happy, I will happy, happy New Hampshire primary day. Happy New Hampshire day. Dick's Notch or whatever it is. <laughs> No, that's a sporting Dick's goods store Notch. in Manchester. <laughs> every season starts with Dixville Notch. That's Mike Gallagher. He's here for you. He's here for you every day. 10 o'clock, soon as we're done on 660 AM, The Answer. I love castanets. I know a dark, secluded place. A place where no First thing that occurs to me. Face, a glass of wine. This is Hernando's Hideaway. It's called Hernando's Hideaway. It is Archie Blyer and his orchestra from 1954. But the vo- what do the vocals remind you of? Are you old enough? And all you hear are castanets. I guess it would have been about 10 years later, but did they gather these very same vocalists to do the Adams Family thing? Hernando's Hideaway. Neat. 
petite. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'll go Google that. Meanwhile, let me uh, tango us into the 8 o'clock hour. Folks are freaking out about the Biden AI call. I mean, how do they do that and what is the point of it? So let me run that for you one more time. We'll diagram the sentences and just see what we think and uh, work our way through the day on various issues. Do join us, 866-660-5759, Mark Davis, 660 AM. Their house is a museum when people come to see it's the same people. I don't know. I will investigate. And I was sent by Joe. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.